Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here, what the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 210. Jamie. 210, can you believe it? We're, yes, I like to like, like we're, uh, we're 210. I don't know what else to say. Well, we're so close to 212. <laughs> well, 212 is, uh, used to be the main, uh, still is the main area code of New York. So, oh, yes, it is. So, yeah, very exciting. Almost a, two, almost a 212. So, it means nothing to anybody, but I just thought I'd share that. Uh, I'm David Brody from Elvis Train in the Morning Show. Uh, that's Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Jamie. Hello, how are you? Today was a big day. Big yes. day. Uh, despite the fact Jamie lied to me, she lied to me in person. <laughs> <laughs> we saw each other for the first time in two years. I walked into Jamie's studio. Jamie was sitting in her chair. Never got up. I'm sorry. Made no effort other than to wave and say hi. I would have thought, you know, after two years, you get a stand-up at least. I'm not saying run across the room and uh, make it a, a movie moment. But it was like a, <laughs> oh, hey. I'm sorry. So, we were in the middle of our show, so next time I see you, I'm going to give you a big hug. No, if you, if you're allowing I'm not, hugs. I'm not guilting for a hug. I'm... I just wanted, I wanted our listeners, I wanted the- I'm the, a hugger, the, though. The Walking Dead fans who love our podcast <laughs> to know. We said we were going to meet. I wanted to give you a fair update. <laughs> and then Jamie said, oh, I'll see you later. I'll stop by your studios down the hall so, where I work. I said, fantastic. I'll see you later. And she never came by. I'm so sorry. she lied to me. And she lied to me. And she, I would say she stood me up, but she sat me down. She I stayed in the seat. <laughs> so- Big moment. It's like a cliffhanger. It's like when um, we came back to the lineup. It's as if Negan killed no one. Oh, and we came back. Who did Negan kill? <laughs> eh, no one. Eh, nobody. He was tired. He put his bat back on his shoulder. He said, I'll kill one of you guys later. And then never showed up. That's what it was like. <laughs> Imagine sorry. you waited all summer so to see sorry. who Negan killed. And you're like, eh, nobody. <laughs> Spoiler, I didn't say any spoilers. I didn't tell you who Negan did. killed. Abraham and Glenn, spoiler, spoiler. Okay, so we have some major, major news, but 
But also, a spoiler for the show, sort of a spoiler for the main show. And, and so it's look, it's gonna, it's all over the place. It doesn't ruin the main show. But do you remember when The Walking Dead was hush hush? Oh and yeah, you, there was no leaks. No leaks, no spoilers. People would die on the show, and you had no idea. You didn't see it coming. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> right? Yes, that's so true. You, you you didn't see like something online, and like there wasn't a they didn't release a statement that oh it was so great, you know, having a go away a going away party for the actress who played Beth Emily Kinney. Oh, spoiler, Beth's dead. Oh yeah, you didn't know, right? Well, no clue. Almost as bad as telling you who's going to die is telling you who's getting a spinoff show. Oh, then they're automatically out. You know, if they are in a situation, right. they're going to make it out because they have a spinoff. And it's not like you could make, it's not, this is not a situation where it could be a flashback, right? So it's not like, oh, Rosita's getting her own show, but it's actually a prequel that uh, Eugene and Abraham are going to be in. No, it's not like that. This is a sequel so you know post apocalypse. So I I feel sort of bad, but I have to tell you, right? Yeah. Maggie and Negan are getting a spin-off show. Shocking. Isle of the Dead. Well, shocking because, you know, Carol and Daryl make sense. Yeah, but these two what? So not only are they getting a spin-off show, but it's it's going to be filmed, well, I don't know if it's going to be filmed, but it's going to take place in Slash on the island of Manhattan. To me, that's almost more exciting than it's the two of them. Like, yes, that's why I, that's why I'm telling oh you before the God. title, which yes. is which is which is where we work, by the way, Manhattan. Yes, uh, Isle of the Dead. Oh, that's man. that's I S L E, not A I S L E, like a supermarket, like a aisle. grocery aisle. Right. It's not like you know the the canned goods or like where the the Metamucil is in, in Walmart that where you know older people hang out. No, no, this is Isle, like as an <laughs> island, and. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a six-episode first season. No, we don't know if there's a second season. I imagine if two big names sign up for it. Now, wait yeah. a minute. If it's only one season, they one or both could die at the end. Like, Maggie could kill Negan. She still could, oh, right? It finally he, could come to it. Even she, if it he, goes two or three might. seasons. Uh, okay, so here's what the description is. Isle of the Dead envisions the popular Maggie and Negan characters traveling into a post-apocalyptic Manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland meaning the bridges are blocked or somebody blew up the bridges to trap the walkers on the island. We don't know. The crumbling city is filled with the dead and denizens who have made New York City their own world full of anarchy, danger, beauty, and terror. So wow. it'll be interesting to see how they CGI everything. I know. I can't wait. On the like the poster for it, there's like a sign for the Lincoln Tunnel on the ground. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. It's yeah. so cool. By the way, people are like, I wonder if that's a nod to Andrew Lincoln. No, it's the uh, tunnel. No, it's the it's Lincoln Tunnel. the actual Lincoln Tunnel. Like, it's real. <laughs> Here's what's going to upset me. Uh, I'm telling you now, AMC. You film this son of a bitch show in Vancouver, I'm going to be upset. Because, it, it t- listen, I know most of the country is not from New York. And more than, I would say, 60% maybe have never been to New York. But, you, you know, you've seen it on television, but you might not know it. Like, if you saw it on TV, you might not know right away, that's not New York. Yeah. So filming in Vancouver saves money. And you really can't shut down New York streets to have walkers roaming the neighborhood. Because Why New Yorkers not? will literally kill you if you block our streets <laughs> for too long. That's like, true. That away, is true. You can get away with one scene, a couple <laughs> of scenes of Law and Order. But you can't do, an, like, a full-blown series in Manhattan with walkers walking. Like you could do sex in the city at a restaurant and an apartment building, but you can't shut down and have like 
blown up buildings and cars for blocks. Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah, so you, can. Right. you can't. Right, you can't. I'm interested to see the fake storefronts that, that you know, that, that are in uh, Vancouver or Edmonton or, or Toronto, where they, I guess they don't mind as much. Uh, it is what it is. New York's great, so if you can't film there, it's, you know, we don't want you filming there, but we do. We don't want you filming there, but we want to see that you filmed there. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yes. We want to know that you filmed there. We don't want to know you are filming unless we can come. And we don't want you blocking traffic. We don't want oh. you taking up parking spaces. But we don't want you filming in Vancouver. Nope. Yeah, the parking, man. And because it's Manhattan, you might get people saying they're from Brooklyn, but they're not going to show. Well, you could technically see Brooklyn across the water. I want to make sure my home, my home borough is represented somewhere in it's the show. It's represented. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I wonder if they'll show. Uh, they wouldn't show our, our building where we work. They'll probably stick to Midtown. But you know, here's the thing. They we might. Don't, we don't know if Maggie and Negan are going to go there and be adversaries, like run two different neighborhoods, like two gang members. We also don't know why they would go to Manhattan. So if, they, if Maggie and Negan go to Manhattan, what, what do you, what's the problem with that? What is Maggie forgetting that's not mentioned in this, uh, this release? Herschel? Right. Yeah, so no mention of the boy. If the boy is in New York, does she just tell him to stay in the house, Carl? She's a stay, oh. stay in the house, Herschel. Stay in the high rise, Herschel. Right. <laughs> right. Stay in the building. So do you have him there? And he's part of the danger occasionally. But for the most part, they got a nanny and they take care of him. And he grows up. Or is there a time jump? And now he's old enough to fend for himself like Judith. I think you Ooh, have to that do that. that would be cool. I think you have to do a, maybe a one or two year time jump where he's sort of old enough to... Like a tween, a tween Herschel. Yeah, not so much where you have to age Maggie and Negan to look like it's 10 years later, but maybe make him old enough where he can fight on his own. Because otherwise, are they going to Manhattan to find him? Was he kidnapped and brought to Manhattan? And they followed the clues? Oh! Right? Did the CRM capture him? Or did Commonwealth... Yeah, because otherwise, why would they team up together? But that would make sense. He likes kids. He killed the kid's father. Spoiler. Uh, so I, I'm trying to figure out why they go to Manhattan and and what you do with Herschel. And are they going to look for Rick? Because why would Negan go to look for Rick and why would he go with Maggie? Exactly. Like if Glenn was lost, I could see, you know, if Negan had injured him, going, look, I owe the guy. I got to go help, help you go find him. But he, but he killed Glenn. And so here's my problem. I'm excited about the spinoff, but I don't understand why they're releasing spinoff information because now. it's a it's a year and a, it's at least a year away. I figure summer of twenty three, right? at least or more. So you're not going to get me to subscribe to AMC Plus now. So there's no reason to tell me now. But all you've done is taken away some of the some of the emphasis and unknown vibe of The Walking Dead. Because now we know Daryl, Carol, Maggie, and Negan are all going to survive. Yep, so no matter what predicament they're in, we know they're going to be alive. Right, no matter how many walkers are on top of them, they're going to... Now listen, it would be a stroke of absolute genius if they announced this spinoff and then Maggie kills Negan. What? And then there's no spinoff. Like, if this is a ruse... Oh my God, I don't think so. It'd be brilliant. I mean, it would be, but that's crazy. But they can't make it a flashback because there's been no time when Maggie and Negan were off screen. No, they weren't. Even when Negan goes away, Maggie's not with him. It's not like they could have gone to New York for a month. Yeah, that's true. There's no gap. When Maggie left the show for two years, Negan was in jail the whole time. He certainly didn't go to New York. And they haven't referenced referenced being in New York together. So that's not a possibility. Before you tweet us, you're like, well, it could be a flat. No, it can't be. No, it can't be. (laughs) 
It can't so, be. You know what else could be? Again, in the comic book, there's a 25 year flash forward. What if yes, there's there a flash? Is. What if there's a flash forward, and the two of them coincidentally bump into each other in Manhattan? Now I don't know why Negan would go Ooh. to Manhattan or why Maggie would go to Manhattan. Old. She's from a farm. Negan would be old. In... Yeah, Maggie's from a farm in Georgia. She's not going to like. It's not like she grew up in New York. She's not an urban girl, right? She's like, oh, I got to go back to where I'm from. She's yeah. not from there. They're all from, most of the cast. I mean, Glenn and Maggie were from the you know Georgia. So it's not like she wants to bring her kid back to where his father was born. So, exactly. So we don't know why, except the post is cool. You can Google it. I still can't post on Instagram. Um, um, why? It's over a week. I can't. I, I don't know. <gasps> I have my. I have our people checking with the people over at the gram. What? But I can't upload only with my main account at David Brody. By the way, I'm at David Brody on all social media, and Jamie is the Talking Jamie. And of course, you could follow our Walking Dead podcast account at Walkers underscore Talkers on Twitter and Instagram. So. Yeah, I as of uh, last Sunday, so. That's oh, so weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I have. What the I have, heck? And, and by the way, I've tried all the things you guys are thinking I should try. It's not yeah. the phone. It's not the cash. It's not the I deleted. It's all the, tried all the phones on my computer. It's the account. It's locked from posting. And oh. it is no indication that I'm in, I'm in Instagram jail. There's no alerts. I didn't do anything. That's so weird. I, I posted food. Like I didn't. There's nothing bad on my account. Yeah, you never post anything naughty on there. Yeah. Right. Right. I saved that for my OnlyFans page. <laughs> so I can't post pictures. So we may. You know what? Uh, go ahead and post the uh, Isle of the Dead logo, Jamie, on the Walkers and Talkers page. So that, that should be up by the time you are hearing this. And yeah, so I'm excited, but I'm also like, you know, look, I didn't think. Maggie was going to die. I didn't think Negan was going to die. It's just don't, don't film me any suspenseful scenes then because I already know they're not going to die. Right? Like I know they're not going to die. So don't like, we're always like trailer, trailer guy. You had one job. Like now we really know like these people are staying, sticking around. Now, if the show time jumps 25 years and you want to say that, that Maggie killed Negan 15 years from now, that's fine. But then you ruin the spinoff because then, you know, they're not going to die on the show. Unless the show time jumps to 15 years and then she kills him. I'm so I, interested how it's going to end. If they're going to time I, yeah, jump I just at the end. Don't announce spinoffs. You want, you want to announce like when Fear the Walking Dead was announced, there was no one on the show from the Walking Dead at the time. So it was no big deal. Like, oh, a new show's coming. Yeah. But when you're telling me which characters are going to survive the final season where you think it's going to be a bloodbath, anyone could go at any moment. Now I'm worried for Jerry. After 11 years. Oh, Jerry, no. He's got a huge family. Well, someone's going to... Well, they, they eat a lot. But, but someone's going to... Well, no, I know. So, but no, no, they can't. It can't be him. Okay. Well, my point is people have to die. So now you've, you've narrowed the group of possible people to die in the main cast that we care about to, you know, does Aaron die? Does Gracie die? Aww. You know, Judith isn't yeah. going to die. She's got to see her father and, and, and Michonne again and, you know, mom. I don't know. I'm just uh, taking bets. I, I think maybe, I don't know. I guess Eugene could die. I guess they're going to kill people who they don't think could have their own series. Like Magna might die. Yeah. I, I mean, she's kind of just there now. I and what's his fate? Where's Luke? Oh my God. Yeah. Where is he? Well, he was, he's filming Fantastic Beasts 3 or he was because it's, he's in it. So my oh, guess is he was that. filming. But how do you explain he's nowhere to be found? Are you but just yeah, going right. to say, are you just going to say gone. he stayed at Hilltop? And he just wasn't on camera? Maybe when he's done filming, he'll just pop back in and be like, oh, I'm at Hilltop, hi. Well, or do you think there's one episode where Maggie will turn her head and say, Luke, bring that wood over there. So and go, he's just there? No, he's not there. She just, That's just their way of saying he's around. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying, yeah. Like they put Connie in a cave. 
but they really haven't addressed Luke. Some of you might be going, who's Luke? The little chubby guy with curly hair. Right, right. Nothing to do with Star Wars. No. Dan Fogler. Yeah, Dan Fogler. Speaking of movies, uh, if I might digress for a moment. Again, it's what I do. I did see The Batman. (laughs) How was it? I think I'm going tomorrow. So it's three hours, so make sure you pee before you get in. Okay. <laughs> it's not a boring, like, it's not a boring three hours. That You could put up a three hours and it's just enjoyable. Visually, it's it's a good looking movie. I will tell you the car, the Batmobile is a, is a 1969 Dodge Charger they converted, oh. which is my all-time favorite car. So, I was going to say yes. Yes. Uh, and so when I when I went to the movie theater in my black Dodge Charger, I was feeling pretty good when I left. I'm like, I'm getting an updated version of the Batmobile. <laughs> not quite. So I, 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 my review, uh, I I give it an eight. Oh, okay. I liked it. I thought he was great as Batman. No spoilers. You know me. I don't spoil things. I'm not going to tell you that the Riddler gets a spinoff. I'm, you know, I'm just. <laughs> the movie, and that's not, that's not indicating anything about the Riddler. I'm just making a joke. The movie's really good. I thought Robert Pattinson was better than I thought he was going to be. I was reminded I have an ID from him that says this is Robert Pattinson, and you're listening to David Brody. But I don't have you one. You do? Uh, yeah. I got it when he was. Um, in Twilight? Maybe one of the Twilight ones. Oh, my God. Let me see if I have it here on my. I don't know if I could play it over the. Uh, <gasps> play it over the over the system here. Hold on. Let me see. That's so cool. It isn't it, though? Was okay. he nice? Yeah. It was, a, it was like 10 years ago. It was like wow. 2010. I don't know what he was promoting. Doesn't really matter. But it, he came, I had him record it. Definitely. At a Twilight. time when I didn't have a podcast or anything. And so let me see. Where are my IDs? It's not much. It's very quick. Oh, I also have him uh, doing a fo- an answering machine message. What? Hello, this is Robert Pattinson. Oh, I'll see if I play it for you. No one can oh come to God, the phone right it. now. So Z100, <laughs> the radio station that I work for, where we broadcast the Elvis Duran Morning Show from, used to have an ID sheet. I think I've explained IDs before. It's when you hear like, hey, this is Michael Cutlitz. I, I played Abraham Ford. It's, it's those identifications, mm-hmm. right? They identify who they are and what you're listening to. And so on that ID sheet, when an artist would come in, they would read like, hey, this is uh, Mariah Carey, and you're listening to Mike on Z100. Hey, this is Mariah Carey, and you're listening to uh, Maria on Z100. You know, and they would do the whole sheet. And then at mm-hmm. the bottom, it would say, hey, I'll see you at Jingle Ball. Hey, yes, call yes. now for the phrase that pays. They would do all the things we might need over the course of the year. And then they would, this is a long time ago when answering machines was still sort of a thing. They would say, hey, this is Mariah Carey. No one can come to the phone right now, darling. But please leave a message and someone will call you back. <laughs> and they would use it on the air and prompt, you know. Promote, wow, I prompt. love it. But then, you know, we would take some of them. So, like, for a while, I've had, I've had, I had John Bon Jovi answering my phone. Oh, my God. I don't know what I do with that audio. But, I, you know, so, I, so Robert Pattinson did that sheet. And I grabbed it figuring, you know, you never know. I'm trying to figure out who else I have that's, uh, that's worthwhile. But I have, yeah, Robert Pattinson. So, Batman was that's good. That's a big name. It's very dark. And here's what, I, what I've decided. And you guys are... Listening, you guys are mostly sci-fi fans, right? And Walking Dead fans. I still prefer Marvel movies. The joy and the humor and the brightness and the interconnecting of movies. You know, all the plots are part of a bigger story mm-hmm. and characters are referenced and crossovers and everything. But this Batman is a standalone. It's not part of the Robert. It's not part of the Ben Affleck. Oh, uh, okay. So it's just by itself. Well, it's a younger Batman. So he's not Ben Affleck. So it's, an, it's another uh, universe where Batman's Batman. And he's good. He's very good. But there's, it, it's just, it's a good movie. If it looks, if you, if you worship Batman, it's a very good movie. They did a great job with Batman. I'm saying for me, I still prefer Marvel movies because I like the the lightness and the funny. And uh, yeah. yeah. So here's, okay, let's see if I can this play this. This and the Joker, this. they were very dark. Yeah. Let me see if I can play this while I'm recording. 
I can I can play my headphones into the microphone because it's playing okay. through my computer. So here we go. Hold on. Hi, this is Robert Pattinson. You listen to David Brody. You heard oh, that right? Oh, I love his voice. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Okay, so let me, let me play you the voicemail message. Hold on. Hey, this is Robert Pattinson, Edward Cullen from Twilight. No one can answer the phone right now, but please leave a message and someone will call you back as soon as the sun goes down. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I think I have a bunch. Hey, this is Robert oh Pattinson. my god. Please leave me a message. Wow. Hey, this is Robert Pattinson. Please leave me a message. Who wouldn't call him back? In character. I mean, I don't really do this. not really that different. <laughs> so whoever recorded him told him to do it in the character of Twilight. That's anyway, cute. If you, if Jamie didn't talk over them completely, you can grab those. Sorry, I'm Roddy. sorry. It was Robert Pattinson. I'm like you put those getting on all yeah. hot in here. Yeah, hello. <laughs> so there you go. You guys can grab that audio if you want and put him on your voicemail. But yeah, I, so I, had, I had no idea at that point I would have the Batman wow, audio. Wow, yeah, that's right. He's the, you never know. You never know. Like when you meet people... You never I, so know. I, I've I've met some celebrities that they were really and really nobody at the time, and then you get a picture with them or you know like audio like that, like not that I mean Robert Pattinson was huge back then. He was in Twilight, but he wasn't in my world. I wasn't a Twilight fan. Now he's Batman. Yeah. That's now he's cool. Batman. It's like I met Zendaya. I don't know five seven eight five seven eight nine years ago. Maybe she was promoting something, but she wasn't. I knew her from like the, whatever Disney Channel she was on, whatever the show. I was going to say on. she must have been a real, really young. Uh, maybe it was five years ago. It was before the Spider-Man movies, and so I was like, "Oh, hi, Zendaya." She was in our st- studio recording a, an interview, promoting whatever she had going on in, in her life at that point. I was like, "I knew who she was because my kids liked her." I'm like, "Oh, hi, Zendaya." Mm-hmm. Hi, but I didn't get a picture with her because she had to go, and I was like, "Gosh, oh, I'm not really a fan of hers at the time." I, you know, but now it's like, "Oh my God, she's MJ." She's in this. Yeah. She's now it matters. Movies. So my, my point is, get a picture with everybody. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. So, all right. Jamie, what do you have for me? Well, the list of names Connie has given belong to people who have worked on The Walking what, Dead. What list of names? Remember when uh, she gets a, finds a list of names with Kelly and there's all those names. Oh, under her door it. in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah under yeah, her yeah. door in the episode. Very suspicious. So, very sus. So that list of people is actually people that have worked on The Walking Dead or the show's network AMC. Oh, Easter eggs. Yes, Easter eggs. So the quote, I'm not sure who said it, but it said, almost every name belongs to someone who works on The Walking Dead. The list contains The Walking Dead crew members and AMC employees, which is really cool because now I want to go back, I want to pause and look and see if, like, who else is on there. I pr- it's probably nobody you know. I mean, shout Maybe out to those people. Like- Brian Cranston in there. Today's his birthday. No, I don't no, know. it's Maybe not they people who are on TV shows. It's like Maybe? Mike Smith, the key grip. It's not going to be. It they're not going to shout out. They're not going. No, they're not. I read the article. I saw the names listed. I'm telling you in advance. Oh There's, man, not one Breaking Bad person. Did. No, <laughs> no, it's people who work at AMC corporate that oversee the Walking Dead show. You know, oh, like the well, big executive people. It's not going to be. Oh well. Brian Cranston. Well, Breaking Bad was an AMC show. Yeah, I know, but he's not, they're not going to, they don't need to shout him out. Why? You know what? This is a moment for the people in the background, for the producers like us, (laughs) Jamie. It's true. It's true. Like us, the little people. Didn't we talk about that last week? We want to give props to the the little people in the background to do all the work. A lot of the work, not all the work, but a lot of the work to make a, a successful product. And now you're like, oh, put a celebrity in. No, that defeats the whole purpose. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, they're Easter eggs. You don't actually put like Jesus, then it's like more Easter than Easter egg. You got to put the little people. All right. That's true. This is in the episode recap, but I'm going to jump ahead because I want to play audio. The okay. character Moto, the guy running the drug farm. Oh, when, yeah. 
when he was mad, and we'll get to why he was mad, he called Lance a pus bucket, a mother pus bucket. A mother pus, yeah, I'm like, what? (laughs) Well, let me tell you what that's from. That is Bill Murray's character in Ghostbusters, Dr. Peter Venkman. <gasps> You're right! At the end of the episode, at the end of the movie, he's, uh, he's insulting Gozar. And that was a, a <laughs> nod to that line. Oh so, my God, that's So if you're wondering why they, why they were like, were they, was he not trying to say mother effer? The, the writer who wrote that admitted it was a, a tribute to Peter Venkman. One of the greatest movie characters of all time, played by Bill Murray, one of the greatest. I'm disappointed in myself. I didn't pick up on that. I love Ghostbusters. I have Ghostbusters shoes, even. You have Ghostbusters shoes? Oh, yeah. They look like a proton back on the back. They have these wires. They only come out when it's very nice weather. So you'll see them at some point. You're single, right? Clearly. (laughs) Do you you hear the shit I talk about and that I own? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so nice to meet you, Michael. Oh, Have yeah. I shown you my Ghostbusters? Uh, what are they, Uggs? What? No, they're Reeboks. They oh. were sold out, and they were sold out almost immediately, on like two Halloweens ago. And across the Velcro strap, it looks like the ghost trap. And then in the back, it has, this is how much of a nerd I am. I love Ghostbusters. On the back, it has like, it looks like a proton pack with the wires coming out. <laughs> And yes, when I saw the new Ghostbusters movie, I did wear them and a Ghostbuster T-shirt. <laughs> now, did you wear that to the Lady Ghostbusters or the last Ghostbusters? Oh no, that was eh, that doesn't count. Yeah, the new I, one, the Afterlife, that is phenomenal. I've watched it three times already. It was it's good, so now, good. As we record this, it's um, International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. So, but I still feel comfortable saying the Lady, the female Ghostbuster cast. That movie was not good. No, it was really not. And I say that having only watched a few scenes that were just terrible looking. I won't sit through the movie. You're not getting me to sit through it. I know you're saying, well, how can you possibly say it's a bad movie? The reviews and the scenes I've seen have been terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. And they changed, the, they changed the classic characters' names and who they were. That's not how you have a nod to the past. What the new, what the new movie did, Afterlife, that was what you do. Oh, that, would, that is how it's done, the new one. And now aren't they getting their it. own TV show or movie? The kids? They're, no, the original Ghostbusters. Oh, They're getting something. I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to Google it. But I'm I do it. pass hook and ladder, eight hook and ladder every day when I go to work. And it's, yeah, it's right I around the corner. Like, I pass it. There it is. I pass and it I on the way. It. Yeah, we, it's right there. You know, the, it's the, right by our work. The um, Ecto-1 has been out there a bunch of times. <gasps> do you, oh, man, I can't hear it because every time it's there, I have missed it and I'm so upset. Oh, really? I want to see that car in real life so badly. It's not even funny. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, it was there for the movie filming, but a couple oh. of times, a couple of times, it was uh, just parked. It was just there. I don't know oh why. Oh, my God. Did you see it? Yeah, I took a picture with it. Oh, man. You were so lucky. I don't, I've, I have not, I've taken pictures before they redid it and then they redid it and like repainted and stuff. I took pictures of that and the stuff on the ground and logos, but I have not seen Ecto-1 out there. Hmm. Somebody sent me a picture. Uh, let me see. What was that car? You didn't you Google the, um, the Chrysler Magnum. It was, uh, it was the precursor to the charger. They used the same base. So figure early two thousands, but it was a, it was a cool looking car, but it was a, it was a station wagon. Oh yeah, so it is. It's very friend, long. A friend of mine sent me a picture of uh, somebody. Yeah, it's it's. That's what she said. I'm not gonna miss. <laughs> I knew I was missing, waiting for that. that. That's what that's <laughs> what she waiting. said. You were waiting a long time for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So 
a friend of mine sent it to me, and they, what they did was, I'm going to send you the picture right now, so you can uh, you can see what they did. Share to Jamie. I'm going to give out your phone number now, if that's okay. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, I shouldn't give out your phone number? No, thank you. All right. If you want me to give out your phone number, DM. No, don't. I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to send it to you right now, and here comes the picture. And they turned their white magnum, let me know when you get it, into a a cheesy, it's like your shoes, a cheesy version of the Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, I see it. Why don't you post that also on, uh, on okay. walkers underscore talkers on the gram? Uh, you know what? I can't find the story, but um, yeah, Bill Murray and, and, and Aykroyd. Did I ever tell you I actually yeah. met a Ghostbuster IRL? I met Ernie Hudson, who plays Winston Zedmore, and yeah. I fangirled. <laughs> well, why, why wouldn't you fangirl? Oh my God! I the pictures my friend took of me talking to him. I'm so embarrassed. I am smiling so hard. <laughs> Did you show me shoes? I didn't have them. They didn't exist yet. This was a few years ago. Oh. But I could. I was like, Oh my God! I'm meeting a Ghostbuster. Like, did you I say to him if there's ever it. Ghostbuster shoes, I'm gonna get them? I didn't. <laughs> now you recently bought a Jeep, right? A Wrangler. I bought a Rub- I bought. I ordered a Jeep Rubicon Wrangler, and it's being built right now. And I just found out today the estimated shipping date is March 22nd, so it's it's happening. Nice. By the way, I liked the way you name drop Rubicon because for those that don't know, that's the top of the line. That's you know that, what that, YOLO. I'm not married. I don't have kids, and I worked my ass off during the pandemic with yes, three jobs. You have, so you, have, you know what? You I'm have getting the, the Rubicon. Sneakers. You deserve the <laughs> Rubicon. I'm just saying the way you were like. I know you're like. Listen, I paid extra for it. I'm going to say it. Oh, it had to be a Rubicon this time. Maybe yeah. if I get my next year, it could be a Sahara or a Willy or whatever sport. But this one, I'm like, Rubicon. That's that's what it is No, it's totally fine. I just want to know if you're going to paint it white and then make it like a mini Ghostbusters uh, vehicle. Actually, I really wanted the pink one that was out. I wanted a pink Jeep. Well, you could still paint <laughs> They made a pink Jeep that wasn't for, um, uh, what's the makeup company? Mary Kay. Mary Kay. It wasn't a Mary Kay. Yeah, they Jeep. did. It was called Tuscadero Pink after Pinky Tuscadero <laughs> from the swear to God from the Happy Days. And when I went to order it, they didn't tell me it was an option. And I found out a week later I could have ordered the pink one, but they closed it out January first, and I ordered it in December, and I missed out. Oh, that's terrible. I know. I'm like, but I did order it in time. They're like, yeah, but you you didn't ask for pink. I'm like, I didn't know you had pink. <laughs> oh my God. It's okay, uh, though. All right. All right, let's, let's stop digressing because we, we digress uh, so much we digress from the digressions. <laughs> no more Ghostbusters. All right, let's okay. talk about the episode Rogue Element, which is a reference to Eugene's theory about what was going on. Did you like the episode? I did. Good call. I, I was sad, though. Uh, all right, we'll talk about, the, talk about the sadness as we come up. I, I thought it was really good. It certainly covered the whole fake Stephanie, real Stephanie thing we've been talking about for months. Uh, I would say almost a year at this point, correct? RSFS. Yes. I mean, we called it. Margot Bingham, who's the actress who plays Max, who, by the way, her real name is not Stephanie. That's the name she used on the radio. In the comic books, it's Stephanie, I believe. But uh, that was her pretend name on the radio. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she's pretending to be Max. She is Max, but she pretended to be Stephanie. As did the other woman who pretended, uh, Shira, Tended to be Stephanie as well. We called it. We knew it. I mean, again, spoiler, they announced Margot Bingham would be playing Stephanie on The Walking Dead a year ago. Hello. <laughs> and, and again, in the comics, Stephanie's black. So, I mean, look, they could always change it up. But 
Max looks a little like the character in the comics. She does. She does. That she's much prettier than the comics because you have to make everybody attractive on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, it's ugly people used to be on the show. There were ugly people dying. I'm not going to mention who they were, but there <laughs> the were people who were le- yeah, there were people who were who were who were less attractive who died. But uh, you know, all right. Anyway, the episode starts with Eugene waking up in bed with fake Stephanie in her, in her apartment. Mm-hmm. It's clear they slept together. Would you say that it's clear they slept together? It's clear. Even though when he sat up, I was like, oh, criminy, what are you wearing? Now, based, on what we, based on what we learn later in the episode, <laughs> she went all the, I mean, literally went all the way in her room. Yeah. She, she was willing to sleep with you. I mean, look, Eugene's a good guy and all. It's not like, you know, you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. He's not hot. No, I mean, some no. people might find Especially him. with the weird ponytail thing happening. Look, you guys, you, I'm sure you're going to tweet us. and say It's fine you can tweet us. He's always adorable. He's so sweet. He's smart. He's funny. He's a little strange. And he's... Yeah, So she slept with him for the cause. Well, Spoiler, she's not real She committed. She committed. She reads something, which we, we find out later, it's his sci-fi novel. We didn't know what it was. She says, oh, this is really good. She's reading the pages of his sci-fi novel, right? I'm not going to wait till the middle of the episode to tell you, but that's what it was. Mm-hmm. He's all smitten by her. And he says, uh, I, I got this key to my apartment and I love you. You can have, I want you to move in with Aww. me or ha- at least have a key to my apartment. And I love you. And she pauses for a second and she says, I love you too. Now at that point, did you believe it? Oh, I was really questioning that. I'll tell you with glasses, delay. She, with glasses, She's adorable. Oh, like she's, she's so cute. She's adorably cute. But then without the glasses, she's badass looking. Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty pretty. So yeah. I'm not saying I, I don't know. The glasses made her look cutesy. <laughs> like 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 uh, non dangerous, non threatening, innocent, very innocent. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, we know she's not the real Stephanie, right? Uh, spoiler. She's. Uh, we find out later she's a spy. So what I want to know is, did she? Did she? Did they interview real, real like Max, real Stephanie, and find out everything they spoke about? Because how would fake Stephanie? And I've asked this question before. Wouldn't he, wouldn't he say to her, "Oh, remember that story you told me about your aunt"? Or yeah, you would think their past conversations would kind of come into present conversations, but they seem to never happen. So right? It's they like, talked about their favorite ice cream flavors. Anything. Right? They talked about their favorite ice cream flavors. She would have to know every single thing that was mentioned. Right? On, she would I, have to be basically briefed. Right? It wasn't okay. It wasn't like. Well, here's the thing. Eugene later says, "Well, I don't want to jump ahead. That part I want to jump ahead, but the real Max." was on the radio. Mm-hmm. But at some point was fake Stephanie on the radio and he couldn't tell their voice was different. You would think he would be able to tell their voice. Or at some point was she there listening in? She made like, did Stephanie did real Stephanie have the conversations? They caught her at some point and then made her continue the conversations and lure him into the train yard. That or uh, RS was taking notes in a journal and briefed FS. Or they, they, they stole her journal. Very well could be. be. Because Eugene says stuff to her later. I'm gonna, I'll bring it up later. Where he says, you did this. You did all this. But in order for her to have done it, she had to be on the radio. So I'll, I'll ask you about that later. I'll ask you about okay. that later. Okay. 
So he meets Princess at her store and tells her what's going on and that he's going to meet Stephanie at 5.30. So this is, I guess, you know, around noon maybe. She's um, so cute, by the way, like normal looking. Like she's adorable. Princess? Yes, she's so pretty. Yeah, but she's I missed the pink adorable. coat. I missed the pink coat and the crazy I mean, hair. Yeah, and the... but she's like so cute. Well, Paolo, the actress, is adorable. Oh, she's beautiful. But why would she stop being princess? I, I understand I guess... like she has friends now. She doesn't need to pretend. But I think she needs to whip out the coat when it gets cold. The jacket's seen some things. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Hope they have a washing machine. <laughs> yeah. So Eugene is waiting uh, with two ice cream cones for Stephanie to show up and uh, looking at other happy couples. And then the oh, scene gets dark and the camera on. lens gets grayed out oh. and the ice cream is melted. Everyone's gone and she never so showed sad. up. So I, what were you thinking at this point when she didn't show up? Because we know I'm someone's like, going to disappear. We knew she was going to disappear because they teased the uh, the missing posters in the trailer. That's I just trailer thought, the, my first thought was like, this poor SOB is about to get his heart so broken. <laughs> and it's not funny. It's like, that was my first thought. I just felt so bad for him because he finally had hope, a relationship, love in his eyes. And I'm like, oh, it's all fake. Yeah. So he goes to our apartment building. And a bald guy with a beard walks out as he's ready to knock on the door. Uh, This is to the lobby, not the apartment. Yes. And the guy leaves, and as the door's closing, he sneaks in. He gets in before the door closes. We'll sneak. And he knocks on the door that we already saw in the trailer that uh, Rosita and her partner knock on the door later looking for her. Mm -hmm. So we already know she's not going to answer the door. Well, of course not. Camera shows the apartment is empty, but there was a light on in the bathroom, in the bedroom rather. And they show in the crack of the door, you you tell me if you've ever done this. I understand it's for television, but have you ever gone into your room and closed the door 90% where it didn't close all the way when you're in a hurry? Why would you close the door? Yeah, why? Yeah, you're right. Like, just leave it open. What does it matter? Because in 10 minutes, you're going to be running out of there anyway. Right. So unless there was something on the back of the door she wanted to get. So all right, I'm, I'm overthinking it. So she's packing <laughs> up a suitcase, right? She's packing up her apartment. Okay. That's fine. But she was meeting Eugene at 530, right? Mm-hmm. He waited at least two hours, an hour. Uh, it got dark. So yeah. 630, hour and a half. Seven. Yeah. She left him at noon, 11 a.m. early in the morning. Girl, how long did it take you to pack? Yeah, she where's she been? there? What the why, hell? Why is she packing so late that she's still in the apartment when she knows Eugene's going to come looking for her seven hours later? Seriously. Like, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't some of the people pack for her? Why risk him getting into the, like, seeing her apartment or, or waiting for her? Like, if he stood there and waited outside the door, how was she ever going to get out? Down the fire escape? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, what was she? She was lollygagging all day. So I understand you want us to see her packing, it just seemed weird to me. That's all. So I'm calling timing bullshit. I was going to say he, weird timing bullshit. Even if she went to um, her boss's, her boss, and said, hey, listen, he loves me. It's getting serious. Would it really have taken them five hours to figure out they wanted her to pack? I don't think so. And wouldn't they have had someone go there and help her? It just you know, or all, someone do it for her. Yeah. It all just seems. Uh, this all happens before the credits. Uh, the credits, the logo's getting more and more beat up. You know, the uh, the Walk Dead logo? Oh, yeah, it's tattered. More, more decayed. All right, so uh, we'll come back from the credits. Connie is in um, her boss's office. Her boss's name is Jan, right, we learn, at the newspaper. She's a tough cookie. 
And Kelly's trying to get their boss to believe them that Tyler Davis, the guy who took a hostage uh, last week, has something important to say about what happened to him. And her boss is a stereotypical boss. You know, the police captain that doesn't believe you, Mm -hmm. you know, the first hundred times. Stares you down. Get out of here, Garcia. Come back and get me some real (laughs) evidence. Right? It's always, it's always they have to be convinced. It's always they have to be, you're crazy. Just stick to the job I gave you. Don't read more. It's every newspaper, TV show where they're like, I think I've uncovered it. Just stick to reporting on the lake. Just go back to the lake and find out why the ducks left. Yeah, but there was a murder. Yeah, the lake's being murdered. That's why the ducks are leaving. No, you don't understand. Get out of my office, Garcia. (laughs) Apparently, Garcia is also a reporter and a cop. He's both. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so Jan was just this typical editor, you know, like J. Jonah Jameson. Get out of my office, Parker. Tell me who Spider-Man is and take Garcia with you. Poor Garcia. He's going through it. Yeah. So, so they, they try, they try and, and, uh, they're like, no, nope, I'm not, I'm not buying it. And so Connie says, um, you know, in your article, you shouldn't paraphrase what governor Milton said at a press conference. We should tell the full story. And the editor says, I don't want to have to paraphrase what governor Milton said. I want, you to paraphrase it so I don't have to. In other words, don't make me rewrite your work. Yeah, just do your job. Don't cause a stink. You want to go back out in the world with the, with the zombies? Like, Ooh. shut up. Just, you know, you know, it's like Russia. It's propaganda. Like, just just write what, what the Governor Putin says, right? Like, you know, just ex-nay on the Tyler thing. No, nobody really cares. No one needs to know. Pay no attention to that, that guy behind the, behind the wall being shot. <laughs> So Connie and Kelly go to the hospital room where, where Tyler is to try to interview him and find out what he thinks Pamela did to him. In other words, maybe she didn't, but we'd like to know what he's claiming happened to him. And the big guard won't open the door. And then they, they're like, hey, we want to see what's going on. And then Mercer comes out, gives them his dirty stink face. Oh, he you know gives that, that face a lot. Yeah, like that. I smell a fart face. <laughs> so he gives him fart face. That's what we're going to call it right from now on. Hashtag a fart, fart face. face. Fart, like, what does that smell? That's a fart. Uh, and then goes back in the room like, get out of here. So Rosita and her partner show up to perform a wellness check on Stephanie uh, and use their keys to go in her apartment. Now, uh, here's the thing. We find out later, spoiler, Stephanie's real name is, is uh, Shira. Yeah. Is the whole town in on it? <laughs> they would have to be because they're Wouldn't somebody around. walk up to her and say, hi, Shira? Like, hey, Shira. Now, the only thing I could think of is that he brings people in and keeps them secret forever. You know, like, uh, what was his name? Um, Dante? Like, Dante infiltrated, and everyone knew him as Dante. They didn't, yeah. they didn't know he was a bad guy. So did Lance oh, find her? yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Lance find these people and say, okay, you're going to be undercover for me? Right, like, maybe they came into the Commonwealth, and part of the interview process was they were actors, or they were police officers, or they were spies, and he's like, all right, you're going to be spies. But now that she's been out in public as Stephanie, she can't be somebody else. It has to be like a Don- like you said, the Dante reference. Like he came in as Dante infiltrated and he entered as that name. She had to have entered as Stephanie. Right. But even if she entered as Stephanie, right, let's say he's like, OK, I have your first job for you. You're going to do this radio thing, whatever. She has to be Stephanie from now on, unless she tells people, oh, well, Stephanie's my middle name. It's my first name's really Shira. And I, you know, you know what? I'm now going by the name Shira, but even then, she can't be a spy anymore. I don't, um, I don't unless they assign her 
to other cases that come in. But wouldn't people be like, oh, there's there's old uh, Shira Stephanie again. <laughs> or is she SS. Stephanie? Is she always Stephanie? In other words, is she think- Stephanie the radio girl? And maybe, she, you know, I don't know. Maybe too Stephanie. I don't know. Now I'm like confused because I think it was like a Dante situation. She came in and everybody thought she was Stephanie from the get-go. Right, but now she has to remain Stephanie. Even though, but in her little like behind the doors pod, then she's Shira. Yeah, right. But in other words, she has to be Shira in public. She had to have been Shira previously. Otherwise, people would come up to her on the street. Hey, Shira, why haven't you called me back? <laughs> well, first of all, there's no phones. There's no phones. And uh, I'm dating Garcia now. So not my guy, Garcia. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they, they, Rosita and Green leave the apartment building and they tell Eugene she's not there. And, you know, I'm thinking Eugene deserves happiness, even if it's with fake Stephanie. Because at this point, I didn't think she was evil. I thought maybe they, she knew too much or she was being interrogated or something. I didn't realize the consp- I was, you know, I didn't. Well, I knew she was a fake Stephanie. I just didn't think they'd kidnap her. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I thought, oh, well, he'll fall in love with her, meet Stephanie, but like, oh, I like you too, Stephanie, and have like a three-way. Oh, my God. I didn't think she was this deeply involved in such a bad way. Right. Lance and Carol are out for a carriage ride, and uh, they're being protected by a bunch of stormtroopers. Lance tells Carol he'd like her to be part of the government with him and help him mm. run things. He says, you know, there's two types of people in the world, those who want military power and authority and those who are true believers who work for the cause. And she says, do you think I'm a true believer? Are you trying to make me a true believer? And uh, he tells Carol that she's smart and then says he'd like her help dealing with this asshole they're going to see. Now, at this point, he doesn't know how much of an asshole he is. So they go to a farm, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's a poppy farm, which made me think I was watching Ozark. I know. I thought of Ozark immediately. I was like, Ozark. <laughs> now, poppy fields, poppy plants, as you probably know, are used to make heroin. Yep, opium. Opium, right, opium, yeah. And so um, Lance tells Carol, look, these people aren't part of the Commonwealth, but we need each other. They provide uh, opium for the hospital, and uh, we provide them food or whatever, and we pay them. And if we ever ran out of opium, things would look would be pretty bad back home at Commonwealth. And so we have to deal with these people. You know, if there's a problem, we have to make sure things run right, that we never run out of opium. He says, uh, he says hi to, he says, you know, assholes like this guy, Moto. Now, of all the Motos I've ever met, <laughs> all assholes. So Moto tells Lance they're finishing up the last batch of opium, but that uh, whoever they are, they are going to let the next batch rot if they don't get a raise. And Lance says, all right, let, let's see what we can do. Let's go talk. So I was like, you know, this is going to get ugly. This is not going to end well. This is not Lance good. isn't giving him a raise. They're blackmailing him. They're not going to blackmail the Commonwealth and cut off their opium supply. No. That's why you don't deal drugs, because nothing good comes of it. It's all bad. It's all bad, kids. Kids, say no to dealing drugs. Say, say no to drugs. All right. We'll get back to the uh, rest of the episode after this word from our sponsors. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dan Fogler, Luke on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, Jamie. Connie and Carol were sent on a ride-along with the Stormtroopers and Mercer. Now, a ride-along, if you've never heard that term before, it's like when a reporter will sit in the backseat of a police car and, and watch what they do, or they'll ride on a fire engine and watch what they do and write a story about them. Mm-hmm. So you ride along with the people doing the job. You, ride yep. al- you go with EMS and you cover a day in the life of an EMS uh, uh, person. They've been assigned to, you know, stay- Jan was like, you know what? Go do a ride along, which is basically a way of getting them out of the office. Get out and, of my hair, Garcia. Keeping them off the, uh, the Tyler <laughs> thing. Right. Get out of my office, Garcia. Come back here with some real evidence. You got to get into the whole thing. And slam it, and he slammed the door. Right? Give me your badge and gun, Garcia. You're done here. Yeah. I'm taking you off. I'm taking you off the Hodges case. You can't do that. I've been working the case. You're off the case, Garcia. You're off it. You're off Go it. Home and get some and don't rest. let me Clean catch up. you working on your free time on this case either, like you're gonna do anyway. <laughs> I know how you are, Garcia. Then they arrest Garcia at the at the scene. What are you doing? I could I just couldn't turn away, you're Captain. Arresting Garcia. I couldn't turn away. <laughs> We talk about this, and then the, then the captain eventually goes. Listen, we found a, we followed up on a couple of your leads, and you might have been right. So uh, you're back on the case. Hilarious. Hilarious. Garcia's always back on the case eventually. <laughs> so don't worry, Carol and Connie. I mean, uh, Connie and uh, Kelly. Kelly. They're gonna blow the lid off. Whatever it is, they got a lid on. <laughs> They're definitely so poking. They go on the ride along, and of course, it's Mercer's ride along. And uh, Mercer's driving the lead truck back to Princess. She goes to visit Eugene's apartment. And she's so funny. <laughs> she brings food. She says, like, I've got, I got some a lasagna. La- I got a lasagna. <laughs> Let me in. And she sees on the in his, his apartment does the 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 uh, stereotypical red string evidence boards. Oh, my God. That I was like, Eugene. Oh, my God. That was quick. He formulated that. And uh, he's got the uh, picture of Stephanie on the board. And so she gives him the, the plate with the lasagna and he says, hey, there's no food. This is empty. 
She says, yeah, sorry, I lied. I didn't bring any food, but people have to let you in if they think you're bringing them food. Hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene says, I got to talk to you. And he recounts the story of what happened earlier in the evening or the night before. They show him drunk and pissing against a dumpster. Oh, covered that, with, that was gross. Covered with missing Stephanie signs. Ugh. I don't think you should be pissing on a dumpster covered with signs of the girl you oh, love. Oh, that was gross. And then coincidence bullshit in this town of 50,000 people. In the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, Billy Joel. Uh, oh, I love that song. Yeah, off of the uh, Stormfront album. So, no, it's a uh, River of Dreams album. Sorry. River of Dreams album. Right. So uh, I'm, that's River of Dreams. I'm singing. Right? You're singing literally the title right. track. Yeah. <laughs> River of Dreams, his last album. So sad. Uh, his last pop album. Anyway, so the one guy out of 50,000, however many people live at the Commonwealth on the TV show, he just happens to walk by drunk. Eugene pissing against the dumpster in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't like the main street. He's walking behind a truck and a dumpster. It was just one of those, yeah, come on. Now look, if Eugene had seen him across the street in the middle of the town. And followed him. And, and like he's up to no good. And he was on his way to a meeting. Maybe. But it was still definitely coincidence bullshit. Oh, for he, sure. If he had side impacted him, like that would have been just. <laughs> the cherry on top. Anyway, he says to the guy, hey, will you uh, at such and such address, you know, where Stephanie lives? And because uh, I saw you there. And the guy says, I don't remember. He says, look, man, I lost someone dear to me who went missing. Maybe you saw something. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was there to fix a clogged sink. So now he's a plumber. He's claiming to be a plumber. Eugene points to the missing posters and says, does she look familiar? Did you see her there? Did you see anything? The guy's like, I said no. And he walks away. I don't have to be a detective. The guy walked out of the building and he had no plumbing equipment. Or no, a uniform. He just had no like uniform, street clothes. No, not a wrench. N- nothing. A plunger. Nothing. He nothing. didn't have a truck. I mean, none of them have trucks, but he, he had nothing. <laughs> nothing. What, he have like a wrench in his back pocket we didn't see? Yeah, no. So Eugene tells Princess there was no truck, no tools, no ID, nothing that night. So uh, it was a flimsy alibi. And he says, so I followed him. He says, the guy's name is Roman Calhoun, and he is definitely not a plumber. (laughs) I followed him to a plumbing place where no one has any equipment. No one takes any calls. The same four people keep going in and out at all hours of the night. He says they meet in groups of two or three, but one night they met in a group of four, and a fifth guy, I think he's the head honcho. Well, did you notice the silhouette was blatantly Lance Hornsby? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was like if The Rock was there. That's how obvious it was. Like if it was, it was a giant. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> he said, there's one guy. I'll call him Beanie Man. He oversaw the moving company move of all the furniture and put it in storage. So he, he saw Beanie Man moving all the Stephanie stuff. I, he goes, I then found a transfer request in her file at work, even though her coworker said she didn't come in and left without any notice. So how could she put in a transfer form? Now, if this is a big cover up and you're Stephanie... Wouldn't you call in and tell your coworkers uh, or, or have the boss say, oh, Stephanie put in for a transfer. She's not yeah, coming Yeah, make in. it look real. You, you see how much trouble they went to come up with documents and cover up everything. Yeah. Why wouldn't they cover up and just say, oh, yeah, she quit. She called in and said, I quit. But instead, they make it like, oh, it was a transfer notice. But, but, but the coworker said, no, she quit with no notice. He says, um, he goes, they must have known we were coming. For her, and now they're trying to cover it up. I find it awfully coincidental that she disappeared. Oh, so I wrote. Oh, so I wrote. So I was like, I found I I found it awfully coincidental 
that she disappeared after he gave him gave her a key to his apartment and he loves her. I'm like that mm-hmm. seems like weird timing. So I, I knew that had to be a part of it. She could have disappeared at any point, but at the I love you part. Now she's fake mm-hmm. Stephanie. So if she was real Stephanie, well, she got scared off. She got cold feet, but I know she's fake Stephanie. So now I know all oh, something's up. Mm-hmm. So Eugene says, her only hope is for me to expose the rogue element of the government before they find her. So he oh thinks boy. she's hiding from the government. So Lance tell back to the, uh, the farm. Lance tells Moto. That's a great, great name for a character on a TV show. Moto. Lance tells Moto that he can't give the people what they want as far as a raise, but if they produce more, he'll pay them more. And Moto's like, all right, well, here's the thing. Working more and getting paid more is not a raise. It's a That's second what I job. Thought. I'm like, it's the same, same thing. Like, what's the difference? Right. You, I mean, you have more money in your bank account, but the whole point of getting a raise is to make more, more money for the same work. And Moto's the boss, right? He's not doing the work. So what does he care if they work more to give him more kickback? Because we find yeah. out later he gives kickback. Oh, yeah. Kara looked over her shoulder and she saw a very stern-faced looking woman looking at them. Carol kind of was like, oh. Now, did you notice what she noticed? Um, the woman's wrist was bandaged and she oh, covered up yes. She covered up her, her uh, bandage with her other she hand. She was injured. Like yes. she was ashamed like, of it. Like, don't look at it. Right. And that immediately triggered Carol because as an abused woman previously... She knew how you embarrassingly covered up your wounds and that face you get, that look of shame. That's Mm -hmm. what triggered Carol. Of all the women to come down to the uh, lake, the woman in question uh, was there. Are you you doing dishes? Oh, that's my roommate and I can't do anything about it. (laughs) Uh, Well, at least they're not putting dishes in the oven. I had a a roommate who used to put (gasps) dishes in the oven. Dirty dishes. Yeah, he'd have like a a party or something and then all the dishes would be in the sink. And I'd be like, you're doing something about that sink? And he'd be like, yeah, I'll take care of it today. And I would come home and the sink would be clean. i go, oh, all right, man, thanks. But then like a, a week later, I went to put something in the oven and it was all the dishes from the, were in the oh oven. Oh my God, I would kill them. Yeah, well, my he was my best friend at the time, so I didn't kill him. Well, yeah. did you have a dishwasher? Him. No, if we had a dishwasher, oh. he would have put him in the dishwasher. No, he put him in the oven. Well, that's a new one. I never heard of stacking them in the oven. Wherever there was room. I found them in, in cabinets. That's so funny. All right, two stormtroopers are in the forest. One of them is limping badly, and the other one is trying to help him walk, and they run away from about, uh, we find out later, it's about 18 walkers. The healthy one puts the injured one inside of a car. There's an abandoned car there. But then he can't get in the car himself. Why he doesn't go around to the other side? I, I, did you figure I that know. out? He's like, oh, 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 I can't get it open. And he like, I'm like, oh, and my God, you just go put a guy. You just put a guy in the car. Now you the just, door doesn't open? Come on now. Now, was the other guy holding the door closed? So I he couldn't get in? I, this, I thought this was ridiculous. I was like, what the hell? He just he then, opened it, and he now he can't, can't get in? He can't get in the car to join the other guy, and the wa- one walker overcomes him. Now, wouldn't you turn around before the walker grabbed you? Like, uh, you had enough yes. time. And, and get a weapon ready? you're in armor, right? You're, you're completely in armor, except for the couple of black spaces, I guess, but you, you were, were like the, the pieces formed together. But for the most part, you're covered, right? So the other walker gets the best to him and throws him to the ground. He can't get him off of him. And in the background, uh, you, you faintly hear other walkers being slashed. Yeah. Then Mercer splits the walker's head in half. Oh, yeah. And then you see Walker uh, Mercer looking down through the walker's split head at the, at the stormtrooper. Uh, so uh, apparently Mercer killed them all, right? That's what they insinuated for sure. <laughs> 
Well, all right. <laughs> I was so like... <laughs> when we talk about, well, let's talk about The Walking Dead at this point. I mean, not Talking Dead. On Talking Dead, the actor who plays Mercer said that he loved filming that scene because he finally got to let loose as Mercer with his double axes and let loose on eight. He killed 18 walkers. But here's Damn. the problem. They didn't show any of it. We saw like the last one. Which means, which means they edited the clip. There must have been a fight scene showing Mercer being badass that Mercer wasn't aware got edited. Mm. So he's telling you the, great, the greatest scene he's filmed was that it's scene. It's now cut. It's not there. <laughs> cut. And then Michael Cutlets starts talking about how, oh yeah, he was great. He was killing all these walkers. You get to see that he's a killing machine. In addition to being a tactician and a brilliant man and a leader, he's also a, 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 like Abraham. He's a war machine. He's a crazy killer. But then he says, you know, but in this scene, you just hear him in the background and then you see him split the head open. And I knew after such an epic scene, we needed to honor it with a, with a great scene like the head splitting open. I think Michael Cutlets edited the scene out or mm. he's aware as the director they edited it out. But I don't think they told Mercer. Oh, I don't think they did either. <laughs> so that was weird. So Mercer's covered in blood. Wouldn't you have liked to have seen him kill 18 walkers? Hell yes. Yeah, like with his double swords, his double knives. Yeah, double axes coming around. I want to see that. Yeah. So Bloody Mercer walks back. Bloody Mercer walks back to Connie and Kelly and says, did you see everything you needed to see? Like, are we good now? This is the part where you ask me the questions they gave you. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, they gave you. Was he saying it like, you know the propaganda newspaper, you know you have questions written out. Or did he say it like, Make sure you ask me the prepared questions. I don't want you asking me anything that's not on the list. Was he saying it like he knew it was coming? Or was he saying it like, you better not ask me any questions that aren't on that list? I think it was, you better not ask me any questions that are not on this list. Stick to the script, woman. See, I think he realizes it's propaganda. He's not a fan of it. I think he was saying, "Oh, go ahead, read me the questions on the sheet. Because I, I, you know, I, don't, think, I don't think he likes the role he's in, uh, at least certain parts of it. I don't think he likes... Well, yeah, the fame. He doesn't like it. So Connie signs to Kelly a question, and Kelly looks at her like, I don't want to ask him that question, but kind of gives him the... Like the the, the eye, like, come on Better give give him the question. So Kelly Kelly says, it's been a month since Tyler's been in custody. What's he being charged with? And what does Mercer do? He makes fart face. Yeah, he does. And he says, that's not one of the questions, because he assumes they would never ask a question like that. Then they ask him if, if it has anything to do with the fact that the woman that was taken hostage, Max, is his sister. So real uh-huh. Stephanie is his sister. But not, not his sister in the comics, by the way. Oh, interesting. Okay. And he says, I was wondering when you were going to find that out. Mercer says, for the record, my sister doesn't have a goddamn thing to do with it. Whoa. She, so she says, but Tyler was loyal and you recommended him for an early, an early promotion. That was you. You did there, that. Yeah. Yeah. Connie says, it looks like the military is being manipulated by the politicians. And if I was you, I would be very interested in who I was working for. And Mercer says, if I were you, I would wonder why we are both digging for answers that will never see the light of day. And he walks away. He's like, this is bigger than both of us. Come on, Garcia. <laughs> Garcia again. Kelly calls Garcia's him an asshole back. after he walks away, which is a good move. You wouldn't want to call him an asshole while he's there. Uh, no. Am I right? 
Uh, you are right. All right. Uh, more of us being right uh, in a couple of minutes. We'll talk about <laughs> Princess and Eugene breaking into an apartment and uh, Moto getting his comeuppance and Mother Puss Bucket. And uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey, guys, it's Michael Cutler from The Walking Dead. I play Abraham Ford. You are listening to Walker. What the fuck are you listening to? There you go. <laughs> That's even better. We're going to use that We're going to use that. All right, here we go. Walkers and talkers. David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Okay, Jamie, we're back. Uh, Princess and Eugene are plotting. Eugene tells Princess that he told Stephanie his dream was to write a science fiction novel. And she gave him the confidence to do it. So that's what she was reading. We talked about that. They are hiding and waiting for the bald guy to leave. And they feel like, uh, based on Eugene's research, they've got 90 minutes to search his apartment because they've been watching him and he goes for his run every day at the same time. It's always good when the bad guy has, does something the same uh, same time every day. He has a routine. Like if, there was, if people were spying on me, I don't have the same routine every day. Me either. Mine's so chaotic. I sure as hell don't go to the gym every day at three o'clock or go or go for a jog. I mean, I'm on the couch watching television. You're not you're not figuring out when you don't know what time. I'm crazy like that. <laughs> so Eugene says, "I want to lift you up over this wall," and Princess says, "Look, I don't want to do anything to get in trouble because, you know, I've got a little job and a little apartment. And I want to get a little cat. <laughs> so cute, you know." And and he's like, "But I love her, you know. I, I you know." So he gives it the puppy dog eyes and she's like, all right, fine. And she climbs over the wall or up into his window, whatever magic, you know, wave your hands, yada, yada, yada. They're in the apartment. Yep. I guess she went around and let him in because uh, yeah, no one's going to lift him up. No, back, he can't get up there. Back to the, the uh, opium farm. Moto and Lance are parting as friends like, oh, I'll see you again soon. Yep. Glad we could work it out. And he walks over to talk to the two women. Now, thanks, trailer guy. We already know he's going to get arrested because we saw it in the trailer. Remember I said that they were arresting the father of two teenage girls? Yes. It was this. It was this guy. 
and 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 the same scene by by the uh, the wooden fence. So Lance says to Carol, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I think the trailer guy sucks," is what I think. So Carol says, "Listen, I spoke to one of the lieutenants, and Moto is pocketing the extra money he gives them that you give him for raises, and he beats them if they talk. And apparently, oh. one of the beatings got out of hand the other night, which is why they are on strike." Mm. That's so awful. apparently the beatings weren't good enough because they ratted him out. Oh, if the whole point of the beatings was to keep their mouth shut, the first people that show up, they're like, "Yeah, he did it. <laughs> he went really, he went too far and he deserved to be ratted out. Right. So it just seems odd to me that, you know, it went too far, I guess, because he must have, you know, sprained her wrist or broke, broke her wrist, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's when Carol shows up to only Carol would have noticed that. Right? Carol's the only person that would have noticed the bandage on her wrist and put two and two together. Anyone else would have been like, oh, she hurt herself, you know, hunting or a walker, you know, stabbing a walker. So, coincidence, uh, woman with a history is what I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, they arrest Moto, and that's when, of course, he yells and calls him a mother puss bucket. And the, the woman that had the, the bandage wrist nods over to Carol, like, thank you, like a little nod of approval. Oh, I saw that. Like, yep. If there's you. one thing Carol will not tolerate is it's abusing abuse. women. Yes. Yeah, not going to happen. Not on her watch. Uh, Eugene and Princess are searching the guy's apartment. They found uh, keys hidden in a can. And uh, it starts to rain, which we saw in the trailer. This whole scene we saw in the trailer. Princess says, the guy's on his way back. We got to get out of here now. And he says, well, let me know how much time I have. She goes, no, he's here. So he quickly takes the keys from the can, opens up the suitcase under the bed. Now, did you think it was the suitcase that we saw Stephanie packing? Yes. Yes, that's what I thought. I thought he had her hidden somewhere or decapitated her or did something. Or, and like That was all her clothing. Or she's like his girlfriend. Oh, I thought way darker than that. Oh, okay. Well, when <laughs> I go they, like right to serial killer. Well, they open up the, uh, the suitcase and it's full of knives and was it guns and ammo? Like all kinds of... Oh, yeah, like all this weaponry. Yeah, Princess called it the kidnapper kit. Uh, the guy walks in his apartment, and in typical TV show fashion, Eugene and Princess are already out of the apartment and hiding in the stairwell across the hall. They make a run for it, and when they get to the end of the hallway, some old lady screams that that's them. Well, if she went in the window, what does she mean that's them? Did she see Princess let Eugene in the apartment and she happened to be at her head out in the hallway? Like a typical I Yenta? I think she saw them climbing in. Or her, and how did the old how did the old lady survive the apocalypse? <laughs> Who knows? Has, have we seen an old person like not really? Oh, not since like Herschel, right? But Herschel was on his farm early in the apocalypse. That's true. How did this old lady survive the apocalypse? Uh, that's that was my big question from the episode. That's them, officer. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and how did she call the guy? Did she run down the street? Maybe she had a walkie. Do they all have walkies? I, I don't know, but that's the only other way. Unless she has a good set of legs and she ran to tell somebody. Yeah. Okay. So old lady ratted them out. Mercer goes to visit Tyler in the hospital room, and he's not in his room. He looks pissed. Hmm. He asks oh, the nurse. Face. He asks the nurse at the desk where the patient is, and she says, "There's no one in that room." And he says, "I know that. That's why I'm here. He can't be moved without my authorization." And she says, apparently he can. Ooh, now, gave Mercy some sass. Did she mean 
she was moved. He was she. He was moved by Pamela Milton. Like somebody above you moved him, or was he moved by the resistance? And now Mercer's pissed. Like was he was he mad that Pamela maybe like like wanting to cover it up and kill him so he can't talk, or is he mad that the resistance took him to protect him? Who do you think took him? I got the vibe that it was somebody above him, and he didn't like it. That's but that's just the vibe I got. Right. Well, if, if he thought it was the resistance, would he arrest the nurse? Can't prove anything. You would. I think he'd dig a little bit deeper. He just punched a hole in the wall and went, walked out. Yeah, he punched a hole in the in the cabinet and uh, walked away. Eugene and Princess are in jail, and Eugene says, "Look, I'll take the rap. I'll say you had no part of it." Uh, you know, stand up guy, Eugene. Lance Hornsby shows up. Shows them proof that he is, in fact, that, that Calhoun is a plumber and he was called to fix a sink in a work area. And Princess asked about the weapons in the suitcase and says, aren't those illegal? He says, no. He says he's a full time citizen here. Right. He has full privileges. And we all have uh, we all have go bags. Like if something happened. We all, uh, yeah. Like we're ready to go. Yeah. Lance says, I told Calhoun everything, Eugene, about what you've been through and the anguish of missing Stephanie. And he's agreed not to press charges. At this point, I'm, I'm, I, I wrote, this is definitely a major cover-up. Like, all, all, everything's taken care of. Here's all the forms. Come oh, on. yeah, everything was planned out. He still had no tools. Here's the deal. You got to leave him alone. He has signed this paperwork, you know, back up uh, what uh, we just agreed to, what you just said, and that you need to leave him alone. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to help you. Right? Like, I, this, mm-hmm. is, uh, this is just something to say that you're, you're stressed. You didn't mean it. You're out of your mind and you'll keep your distance. Never. Yeah, you're, you're going through a little bit of a crisis. Yeah, it's crisis. So Eugene goes back to his apartment and the first thing he says is, this conspiracy is bigger than I thought. The oh princess boy. says, dude, maybe she just broke up with you. <laughs> I know, like maybe it's that simple. She quit her job. She had her stuff moved somewhere else. Now, earlier in the episode, she said to Eugene, when a woman says she loves you, believe it. So Eugene says, but you told me that when a woman says she loves you, believe it. And Princess says, yeah, but when she packs up and leaves, you believe that too. Yeah. I love Princess. But poor (laughs) Eugene is heartbroken. I know. He's devastated. He says, you make sense, Princess, except for one thing. I know how it felt. Meaning, you know, she loved me. I loved her. that That may be what you're saying true in the real world, but she loved me. After Princess walks away, Eugene grabs the drawing of the alleged plumbing building, and it looks like he's not giving up. Like, he's going to show up there at some point. He won't let it go. Let it go. Connie and Kelly are talking, and Kelly says to her, Look, I know today didn't go like you thought it would, but we said we would make the best of it while we were here. This isn't permanent. So they're also talking like Daryl is talking, right? Daryl's talk. Remember when Daryl last week was talking to Judith? He's like, this isn't permanent. Oh, yeah, that's how they're all said. Yeah, they all say that. They're all insinuating, oh, this is just temporary. Right. So then the lights flashed like there was a power outage. But that is, of course, a doorbell in a deaf person's house. The lights flash. So, you know, someone's yes. at the door. So there's a letter slipped under the door waiting for her. It's a piece of paper that we mentioned before with a long list of names on it. And hmm. the last name on the list is Tyler Davis. So whatever's hmm. going on. Whether it's a list of people that Pamela got rid of that have disappeared, have never been heard from again. That's the list. That's what I think it is. I think it's a list of people who've never been heard from again. What do you think? The master list. That's what sounds like exactly what it's or like. Or it's like a this. list. Of, yeah, it's a list of traitors or whatever. So 
Uh, People that done her wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, some woman walks into Ruby's plumbing building, and she's clearly not a plumber. And Eugene was hiding in the shadows. He follows her. She goes up the stairs. And uh, again, I wrote here, for the record, at this point, I'm saying the shadowy fifth member of the group is definitely Lance Hornsby. So I wrote that. Uh, some guy walks out. Eugene jumps him. It's Beanie Man, not the singer. And he sprays <laughs> him with some kind of irritant. Oh, he had like a spray bottle. <laughs> like ba- bad dog, bad dog, bad dog. Yeah. And the, so, and then some woman kicks Eugene's ass to the ground, and it's Stephanie without glasses. It's Fake FS. Fake Stephanie. It's FS. Then Lance Hornsby comes down the stairs. By the way, she had no problem beating him up. Oh, my she, God. She was, like, kicking him in the ribcage. She was like... <gasps> she didn't give him like a look like, I'm so sorry. I grew attached to you. He's like, I slept with you. Oh, so, she had no remorse. Lance Hornsby comes down. I'm going to call him Lance. Lance comes down the stairs with Calhoun. He says, I'll handle it. And Stephanie and Beanie Man go upstairs. And so does a uh, bald guy. And Eugene says, I should have realized it. There was never a Stephanie. Is she an undercover agent? Well, if she is, she's very good at it. You used her to pull on my heartstrings to get me to tell you everything about our communities. And it worked. You should, I should have trusted Occam's razor, which is the simplest explanation is probably the right one. In case you didn't mm. know what Occam's razor was. And then... Then I got to say, Josh McDermott, a great bit of acting over the next couple of minutes. Very emotional, very loud and passionate and animated. So this is what confused me a little. He says, she led me to the train yard where we were captured by you. And then you split us all up into train cars and you thought I was the weakest, that I would break, but I didn't. And then we got captured again in the radio room. She told me I could trust you. So clearly he's like going through his mind all the time. She screwed him over. He's triggered now. He says, now that you got everything you need, there's no longer a need to continue the ruse. I just thought Josh was great there. Lance stands there defiant, not even blinking. And Eugene makes a massive mistake. Well, I thought it was a massive mistake and says, here's the twist, man. You didn't anticipate. I'm going to make sure everybody knows who and what you are. What an idiot. I was like, what the hell are you? Just shutty. Don't say anything. You never tell the bad guy you're going to go rat him out. That's the worst thing you could say. Right. As it turns out, Lance didn't care. So he says, okay, what is that exactly you're going to tell people? That I'm the boogeyman or the best goddamn thing that ever happened to you? He says, yes, I lied to you, Eugene, but so did your friends through their teeth to get in here. You all should be thanking me. You're all too stupid to know a good thing when it landed in your laps. Eugene says, so you're just admitting it? I fell in love with her. And Lance says, yeah. We tried to rip the bandaid off when things were getting too close between you you two. Mm. I tried to get you to stop looking for her, but you wouldn't. And here we are. Yep. So he says, at least you can stop now, right? Looking for her? It wasn't going to get better for your people, Eugene. They were about to starve. Your home is getting fixed. Your people have everything. They have concerts, cancer surgery. And literally the only thing we asked is if you guys could be productive members of society for as long as you choose to stay. Meaning you guys can leave. So they're fixing up Alexandria, at least to our knowledge, so that while the other people work there and become society, maybe they stay. And if they don't, the investment was they fixed Alexandria. But -hmm. it doesn't seem to me like you'd fix up the communities and not want something, which I think is why Pamela Milton goes to visit the properties of Hilltop, Mm -hmm. Oceanside, and Alexandria. Yes. By the way, Oceanside makes a return. Uh, in the new episode. 
because Pamela allegedly is going there to uh, check it out. So Lance says to him, so tell whoever you want, but remember, you signed a piece of paper saying you were suffering from paranoia as a result of nervous strain. Look at you, Eugene. This is obviously taking a toll. I'm sorry your heart's broken, and I'm sure your friends will be too. But in the balance of things, I still think it worked out in in everyone's favor. You probably will too. And he puts his hand on Eugene's shoulder. Like, oh my God. My man, go get some ice cream. Yeah, like, hey, buddy, it's fine. Excellent gelato. (laughs) Gelato. (laughs) He heads up the stairs. He turns around halfway up the stairs and he says, oh, by the way, Stephanie's real name is Shira. She hates Iron Maiden, but she genuinely enjoyed your book. You should stick with it. Now, I have a question. You guys can tweet us because I don't remember. Obviously, on the radio, I, rem- I think we talked about this. Let me see it in my notes. I'm going to check my notes. How about that? I'm going to check my notes and see if I made in my, in my, um, in my notes, if I made any, any Iron Maiden references. Didn't he play the record for her? Well, I, over the radio, I I vaguely remember there being an Iron Maiden reference. And so, but here's the thing. Does that mean that Shira was on the radio? That Shira said she liked Iron Maiden? I can't keep them track. I don't. I don't know if they switched roles on the radio. I don't know. So um, that's the part I need clarity on. Here it is: The Walking Dead scene, Iron Maiden. Here it is. Let me see what's going on here. You know, you can hear. It. Hold on. Have you heard what they said on the news today? He sang it right. Yes, I remember this. Okay, so let me see if later in the scene, Stephanie says, Desperation of the situation getting graver. In the scene, she sings the next part of the song. Yeah. Okay, so riddle me this, Batman. That Iron Maiden song is from 20 years ago at least, right? No, it's from 30 years ago, whatever, whatever it's been. It's a long time ago, Iron Maiden. And so she didn't Google the lyrics, right? So whoever's on that radio obviously knew Iron Maiden. Yeah, and you saw Judith buy records, so they clearly had records there, and that's how she heard it and must have liked it. So maybe in that moment it was RS. So that's what I'm thinking. Was it, But then, so, so did Shira, when they met, say, yeah, I love Iron Maiden? Well, she had to go along with it. Right. Whatever RS would, said, would, she had to they have, agree with Wouldn't it. they have gone over to... Um, princess's record shop and seen if there was an iron maiden record there or talk about like wouldn't they like say let's let's sing iron maiden together fake stephanie wouldn't know so she must have said yeah i like iron maiden and now he's saying she uh she didn't like iron maiden right exactly so i think whatever rs said fs had to go along with so she says she loves iron she says she he said she hates iron maiden which by the way i don't know how you can hate iron maiden they're awesome but real Stephanie Max must like Iron Maiden, although yes. she doesn't strike me as the Iron Maiden type. Well, first of all, she's very you prim and proper. Know. Also, she seems too young. I mean, I listen, Eugene could be, I don't know. I don't know how old Max is in the show. And I don't know if there's an age on Iron Maiden, but their heyday was a while ago. Uh, so, you know, I guess if your parents liked Iron Maiden or you, you're well, I like same. 50s music, you know, because I heard my parents listen to yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, it was just, yeah. It's what, what your what music you grow up around, I guess. Right. So she knew the now listen, that's not one of Iron Maiden's biggest hits. 
So she knew that sort of obscure Iron Maiden song lyrics on the radio. I, 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 I don't know which Stephanie that was on the radio because they both have soft-spoken girl voices, female voices. So they I don't, do. They have the girly voices. I, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know which one it was, but I, maybe they switched in the middle. I, I don't know. So I, the next thing I, we see. Either they alternated or one filled in the other on everything they talked about. Yeah. I, I want to know the backstory there. I hope they cover it. I hope Max explains in the next episode what exactly happened. All right. The next scene, Eugene is burning all of the pages of his book. Remember, there's no hard drive. He doesn't have another copy of it. So that's yeah, sad. That's it. That's it. That's it's sad. sad. Because you know what? Maybe real Stephanie would have encouraged him and, and would have liked it also. But at least we know Shira liked the, liked the writing. So I'm wondering if he burned the pages because Shira liked it or because she motivated him and she was fake. I think he's so angry about the situation. He's not yeah. thinking clearly. He's just like, oh, it reminds yep. me of her. I'm yep. done. I'm burning it. So he happens to be sitting in a small alleyway with a gate fence behind him. Seems like an odd place to sit in the middle of the night and burn your papers. Like you couldn't burn the papers in, like outside your house. You're in an alleyway. Uh, a woman comes up behind him. She says, Eugene, I need to speak to you. He ignores her. She calls him again and he ignores her. She says, Blue Eagle to Taterbug, come in. He turns oh. around slowly and, sa- and says, who are you? Because this woman Boris. was the woman on the radio and it's real Stephanie or, or Max. She, and, and so she says, it's me. I'm the one you were talking to on the radio. If Eugene is so smart, how did he get fooled by fake Stephanie? I, I, don't, I still don't know. In the trailer, we see him walking away from her. So I, I can't imagine on the first attempt, he's going to believe who she is. Because oh, 100%. I would have done the same thing. I'm like, right. please, like, I'm not you, falling you th- for this You think again. I'm stupid? Are they just going to keep exactly. sending women in glasses? to no, Like, I'm the real <laughs> Stephanie. No, I'm the real Stephanie. It's, no, it's me. I, I don't get it. That's the episode. So all in all, it looks good. Scenes for next week, we'll talk about in a minute. And we'll talk about the Talking Dead. We've got to take one last break. I promise one last break. And then we'll finish up. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. 
Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right. So scenes for next week or next episode, since a lot of you guys have AMC Plus, it's already out. Pamela goes to inspect Alexandria, Hilltop, and Oceanside. The house in Alexandria that was on fire by the windmill is now rebuilt and beautifully white again. Everyone's farming. The land has been repaired. And it's only been about a month, right? Because they said Tyler was had disappeared. He's been gone a month. He's been in custody. So yeah. it was a month. It was a month when Carol asked Daryl how things were going. And then another month that Tyler was in custody. So it's been two months at this point since, since uh, they, they got left. There. Which means for, whatever happens in this new episode, four months later, Daryl's going to show up. Because remember, it was like six months later. Six months down the road, he came up to the gay as a stormtrooper. So whatever happens doesn't... Maggie stays at Hilltop. Thanks, trailer guy. (laughs) Maggie's people are fighting in the woods. They're fighting walkers. Lance is talking to someone, maybe Daryl, and says, if Maggie says no, Alexandria is cut off from our help. So what what do they want want to do? Farm? Provide food? Money? Or come live at Commonwealth? Like, what, what do they want from Maggie? Lance mm-hmm. shoots a walker in the head while Aaron watches. By the way, I forgot Aaron stayed back too. Yes, he did. Mercer and his stormtroopers are with them, of course. Outside the walls of Alexandria, Pamela has set up a tent with a rug and some other tents, like a little city. Um, they have a little uh, little area set up uh, by the stormtroopers, I guess, to have meetings. She's a high class, that Pamela. She's got to be pampered <laughs> wherever she goes. Pampered. Maggie asks Daryl why, why he trusts these people, and he says, who says we do? Mm. Norman. Eugene walks away from Max. He asks Rosita if she regrets coming there. Do you, do you regret coming here? Uh, you know what? All you people would be starving. Daryl is shooting walkers with his crossbow, so I guess they gave it back to him. That's nice. He helps Maggie up. Uh, in this, in a later scene from Talking Dead, we see that Maggie was wrestling with a walker and, and stabbed it in the head. And when Daryl helps her up, Pamela and her people are all perfectly spaced out like they were standing there waiting. Did you notice that? Like he shot them with the shot, the walker with a crossbow. Maggie kills someone, one of the walkers on the ground. Dal runs over to her and hugs her because he hasn't seen her in two months, I guess. It's been a hot minute. And then she stands up and right behind him, everybody's in formation. Hmm. Everybody take your places. I was, I was just thinking places. Positions. Let's go. Mercer tells Daryl, remember everything I taught you. Whatever that means. And Eugene oh goes to visit Max at her apartment. And Ezekiel is in the hospital. So either mm-hmm. he got, either he uh, had a setback or he got moved up. He got pushed up the line. Because now Carol's helped uh, Lance out twice. Yes, okay. she has. Let's, uh, let's wrap up by talking about Talking Dead. Josh McDermott, Michael Cutlets, and Clark Wolf. Clark Wolf used to be the Twitch channel host for talking for The Walking Dead. Now it's just a general sci-fi channel. Mm-hmm. I guess The Walking Dead channel didn't get enough um, uh, traction when there was no show, like much like our podcast. And so yeah, that, it is hard to run a, a live thing when there's okay. no show on. If you had to choose one and never see the other one again, who would you choose, Clark Wolf or Yvette Nicole Brown? Oh, Clark Wolf. You like her? No, I would get rid of her. Oh, get rid of her. Never see her again. Yeah, because Yvette, Yvette Nicole Brown makes me laugh. Yvette's funny. Clark Wolf is like, 
she acts like she's part of the cast, but she's just hosting a Twitch channel. It's it's too much. She's over the top with her excitement and her theories, like us. But like it, us, but... There's so many, you know. like, the way she talks to them, like, oh, you know, I was talking to Cutlets. It's just, it's too comfortable for me. Too comfortable. Yeah. Know your role, girl. Step back a little bit. Yeah. So I already <laughs> talked about the the actor who plays Mercer saying it was the best scene he's filmed, and yet we didn't see it. Uh, maybe it's going to be on the DVD, or it'll show up on YouTube. I don't Extended know. Extended scenes. Yeah. Uh, again, we talked about this. Cutlets, Cutlets talks about this great scene, but that you hear it in the background, how awesome it sounds in the background, and there weren't a lot of walkers in the episode. Except for the one that, that attacked the stormtrooper, um, yeah, I want to see that scene. I don't know what's going on. There. Yeah. So, all right. Um, next week, Kari Payton is on the show. So my guess is he had surgery, or something dramatic happened to him. Like or he, he died. <laughs> nah, they wouldn't. Ha- they wouldn't advertise he was on. It would be in a special guest. No, I, th- I think Kari Payton has a major a major episode. Look, he may die because the show's ending and he doesn't have a spinoff yet. That's true. Got to have a spinoff. You know, the people have spinoffs. They're safe. They're alive. They're staying alive. I still think that. Thanks, BGs. I think they're going <laughs> to absolutely give one more spinoff and it's going to be someone who dies. Like they're mm. going to announce that Eugene is going to be on the Carolyn Darrell thing or, or that, uh, you know, and, she, and and he's going to die. Like someone's going to have to die that we don't expect. I mean, there's, there's what? There's uh, eight, uh, 12, uh, 13 more episodes. Roughly? Yeah. Depending on when you I'm hear just this. Just about, yep. So I can imagine some of the cast dies and not just red shirts. Someone's got to die. Yeah, a, a major player has to go. I feel not like they should have killed him. But this I is know what Luke, Luke doesn't want to die, but they should have killed him. If he's not going to yeah, be on the show. So my guess is he comes back. Never, never land. Maybe he comes back and he dies. Or maybe like they just that's, find his body being ripped apart and like, it's Luke. That's like not major, though. Yeah. I mean, it is, but not, it isn't. I, I think if there's no time jump at the end, at least two decent sized characters need to die. If you kill if you kill um Aaron, you gotta do something with his kid. Yeah, poor Gracie. Unless you kill them both. Unless you do like um uh what was the kid with the cookies? Oh, uh Sam? Yeah. If you Sam her you know like there's a herd of walkers and she cries and oh, they get her. Oh, oh. I'd pay to see that. Oh man, look at the cookie, Sam. Like Judith has to Judith has to end up somewhere, I guess. Maybe she gets a spin-off like a, a time jump. And she's like That you would know, be cool. She's twenty three and she's badass. She's badass in her twenties, yeah, I like it. I like it. Right. And maybe you know, maybe she does something in the movies with Rick. She goes to look for Rick and Michonne and like who knows? Gracie's gotta go. And maybe Gracie and Aaron both <laughs> Gracie's go. Gracie's so helpless. <laughs> ah, help. She's raised in the apocalypse. How is she such a wimp? It wasn't like she lived in, in, in uh, behind walls. I mean, they stole her she from the saviors. The, she, she she's a savior baby. Training. Yeah, she is a savior baby. That is true. But since they took her out, since Rick stole her from the crib, she's been in a zombie apocalypse. You'd think her father would want her to, you know, listen, everyone can be afraid. But it's as if she knows nothing. Aaron's a fighter. You'd think he'd teach her. Hey, you, now. you think. So who else? Who else? Uh, Jerry's wife? I know you like her. She's not a big enough, not a big enough loss. Father Gabriel? Maybe. Rosita? Maybe. Magna, maybe. Yeah, I think Father Gabriel is going to get it at some point. Or Yumiko. Yeah, she's boring, though. I think she's going to be the Michonne yeah. lawyer, and I don't think... I think Magna may die. Uh, Luke is going to die. 
Connie and Kelly, maybe Kelly goes. Maybe oh, Kelly goes. Bad. Yeah. But then you'd have to film a Connie scene screaming, and I think that would be that would be awkward. So I, I don't know. I, you can't have Connie without Kelly. I don't know. Maybe not Connie and Kelly. Those two go together. Well, they, oh, so you're saying they die together. So maybe they will die together. Not that I want that because I really love their characters, but maybe they will die together. Unless they get a spinoff also. I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of spinoffs. All right, I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go watch the new episode on AMC Plus early because now, now I'm all in the oh, uh, Walking Dead mood. Oh, you're going to watch it now? Okay, yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch it now. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Tuesday night when, I'm, when we're recording this. There I'm going to go watch it. I pay for the thing. I might as well watch it early. <laughs> and uh, and you, uh, oh, by the way, uh, um, we got a tweet from um, oh my god, let me let me pull it up because I want to I want to I want to pull the pull the curtain back on this on this tweet. We only got one tweet. Remember we talked last week about people who haven't tweeted us in a while. Yeah, what about that? They didn't tweet us. Oh come on, because they're not listening. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hope they're still listening. Okay, so Michael Southmade who's a new listener to both of my podcasts. He said, uh, another great podcast, and you both were in sync at the end. Oh, we did it. Nah, uh, I'm, I, I, I moved your audio and lined it up. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was way off There's a little bit of a week. delay when we do it Yeah, this I'm way. sorry, Michael. I hate to, 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 to uh, pull uh, back the curtain. We busted your bubble, Michael. <laughs> pull back the curtain. Uh, but uh, on that one, we lined it up. So let's try it now. Let's okay. try it now. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to wait. You you do it when you would normally do it. Ready? Wait, so you're not doing it with you me? You just do it. You just do it. I'm going to okay. delay myself. Ready? Okay. Jamie, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time, it's time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. Shit. No. Jamie. That threw me. That threw me. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. This is why, this why, why we can't. have to fake it We can't it. have a nice podcast, right. I think. Jamie, what time is it? It's time, it's to, time shut to shut this shit, shit down. down. <laughs> we'll keep trying. Goodbye. Okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.